Hi folks, uh, for content warnings this week, uh, I mean, we're going to talk about our productivity and all that that entails, but uh, more importantly, extreme gamer content. <laughs> Not really. Um, I mean, maybe a little. Uh, but after that, you know, you need to be aware that we have animals, none of whom are in my office right now is... is Hound is here. Okay. Don't Don't jinx it. No, I'm not going to jinx it. Uh, but they will. They can interrupt. I've already put the chickens away. Uh, they were not very interruptive, but it was very funny to watch. Like every time, like barbarian would come out to look around, and Pebble would come out immediately, and then there was you know investigating the other coop, and then back and forth. And anyway, it was very cute. It did not require the third thing that we warn you about: profanity. Profanity. It did not. It was so adorable that I did not feel the need to swear at anyone, even. I did not even need to swear at Lorge tonight. All right. I mean, it, it was amazing, but we will swear. Probably. Uh, or we tend to swear, and uh, we will swear probably at at least one of the cats. There's a very good chance. Because that's just how it works. So, hi everybody. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 263. Good heavens. I know. Uh, I have a really cool interview with a uh, game designer and, and independent game publisher later this episode and uh, it's really cool and uh, it's actually the husband of one of my earlier guests so awesome. even better uh, i'm really excited to bring you that talk with john and hey that's you know that's that as for my productivity dun 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 <laughs> um no i'm i'm starting to um expand my current project to go from one cloud provider to another, and so now it's time to start playing with poorly documented, um, well, maybe not poorly documented, but obscurely documented um, API calls, and can I actually do this programmatically, or is it all command line, or, you know, how do I make this work? So it's, it's an exciting time for all. That um, just does not sound fun to me. Yeah, well, no, I'm discovering all sorts of things. Yeah, it's frustrating, but at the end of it all, I'm learning. That's the important part for me. Um, I also spent... God, and you mean it when you say it. I know, That's right? That's the most obnoxious thing. <laughs> why is that obnoxious? You know why. No, I, I don't. I, I... Did you ever see the King of the Hill episode where Bobby takes up soccer? I remember the one where Bobby takes up wrestling. I don't think I remember the one where yeah, Bobby takes, one up, takes soccer. up soccer. And the coach says, well, you know, the, the, it, it, we're the coaches, but really the kids were the ones who are teaching us. And Hank Hill just stares at him grimly for a bit. It's the, it's, <laughs> God, you're, you mean that and you're sincere. And I just, it, it. What the, but the thing is, like, all of the things I'm learning in implementing or adapting all of these, these things from the cloud service providers are, are, will make my job easier later when I'm having to search through their obscure, hidden, poorly indexed documentation for other functions. Oh, like me trying to run a D&D &D module. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hey, um, I'm going to name names. Uh, Amazon Web Services developer documentation uh, and uh, command line utility documentation is a lot like uh, the 
the original Temple of Elemental Evil. You have to search around to figure out what it is you're actually doing, and when you find it, it still may not be clear that what you're about to do is what you actually wanted to do, or if the documentation just sort of supports that this is what you really want to do. And then you find out that it was all wrong and there was a whole other thing that was going on at the same time. Sound about right? I... I... I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I've I've gone so far afield in that terrible terrible module. Yeah, what what we should what I will do is I will find the um the 5th edition remakes cuz they basically remade the whole thing um and streamlined it and buffed off like removed the warts and things for like What do you think I'm playing? No, 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 no. You're you're playing the Original adventures reincarnated almost point for point as close to the original as they could make it Temple of Elemental Evil. For 5e... But it's been reskinned for 5th edition. Yes, for 5e they made, um, I think it was Princes of the Apocalypse, which was, which is apparently Temple of Elemental Evil... But oh, not... no, we're never going back to this temple. No, you know, no, 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 no. I, I want this temple. Like, I want you guys to burn this temple to the ground, not because I want you to defeat the monster, but just so that we never have to go here again. So, what you're saying is, um, if uh, you did give us vials of explosive alchemist's fire, didn't you? I look. I did. Yes. Well, the module did, and I said I see this going badly, but I did it anyway because. I mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if we burn it all down and then blow it sky high, you're not going to be sad. <laughs> no. Cool. So uh, hashtag D and D goals, guys. Um, and uh, and once we get through that, I guess uh, I should start applying all of the ideas and things I've had because it'll be my turn to go back and, and run for a while. Uh, I don't know. You'll only be like seventh level. I could. We'll 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 see, we'll see what, what happens. happens. Yeah, yes. we'll we'll see how long it takes. Um, so yeah. Otherwise, my my productivity is. Um, Got in an interview, got an interview coming up this Saturday that I'm really excited about that will come out in December, which will be the perfect time. Trust me on that. Um, I have a shutdown day on Friday, which means I can relax after being on call last week and dealing with everything that that entails, which uh, was luckily not very much this time around. So that always makes me happy. Yeah, so that's me. Um, I mean, other than the fact that I deleted every single one of my Gmail labels and redid the entire thing over the course of the last five days and rewrote, well, didn't rewrite, but fixed or updated all my rules. And yeah, no, it needed to be done. I'd overcomplicated and was overfiling and it was a problem. So how about you? Today was actually uh, really good. I I I've been working on editing this uh, this dark fantasy novel, and yesterday I did like 150 pages, and today I finished it up, and then I turned around and wrote like 1,600 words. So it was a super productive day, and uh, hopefully we'll make up for. There will undoubtedly be at least one day this week where I just lay in fetal position. So. Well, yeah. 
But you you can do that on um, Friday. We'll I'll just cancel my alarm, and we can both just lie in bed until such time as we feel moved to move. Well, that's that's not bad. Unless the dog, you know, won't let me because you know how she is. Or Sergey. Sergey's usually the worst offender. So, um, anything else going on? I mean, I'm starting. All of the MAGFest prep, sending out emails saying, hey, this is when it's going to be, and now's the time to start thinking and requesting time off. And I'm trying things. very hard to avoid any knowledge of anything coming up in the future, because if I do, it will consume me with anxiety. Okay. Yeah. So the nearest thing you have on your radar is your hair appointment tomorrow? Yes. Yes. Well, that is certainly the nearest thing. That is also pretty much the farthest thing. I have a couple of interviews this week. And, yep. uh, yes, and I'm not thinking about anything else because it is too much. It is too much. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. That is completely fair. Do you know what else is too much? The dog. I was going to say this interview you have is totally too much. We should listen to it. Oh, we absolutely need to listen to it. So, um, uh, John is a independent game designer. He's building things for 5e and uh, an entire campaign world. Um, and he's going to talk about his process, how he keeps himself organized, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and occasionally touch on um, the dog agility training he does with his wife. So we will have that for you right after this. Cool. Hi, folks. I am here today with John Yakel. Hopefully I got that right. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. And he has graciously agreed to come on and talk about how he stays productive. So, John, can you introduce yourself in a much better way than I just did? And tell us about what you do. Uh, I am uh, a writer and uh, publisher of uh, tabletop role-playing material. There we go. Uh, so, uh, specifically uh, the 5th edition of Dungeons & Dragons under the open gaming license. Yeah. Um, I'm a one-man shop who uses <laughs> Kickstarter to finance the artwork. Because you, you just gotta have the artwork. And you have to pay your artists. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we're very, you must. very fond of of, uh, of paying our artists here, and you do this full time, which is pretty awesome, right? Well, it's full full time for me. Uh, it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 extremely part time <laughs> overall, but you know, yeah, uh, yeah. It started it started up during uh started up during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so much. We, we 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 quarantined the first time for like fifteen months. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it was just sort of around that time uh, things were were happening. I'm I'm uh, one of the forever one of the forever GMs. 
Uh, uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Role playing for about thirty years, and usually in the game master. Yeah. And uh, one of my one of my friends uh, is an artist, and she had talked about maybe doing something if there were mm-hmm. ever an open gaming license for fifth edition. And so uh, I had checked on that somewhere in the year uh, before, <laughs> before COVID. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we decided to turn my homebrew setting into into uh, its own its own game setting with rules and everything. Um, right on. And she got she got a little bit burned out on the artwork, uh, but mm-hmm. wanted me to but wanted me to continue the project, uh, and I quickly realized. Uh, that I would need to, to to use some sort of crowdfunding uh, right. for it. Uh, yeah, and and she and she stayed on the project as one of the as one of the artists for sure. Um, oh yeah, just, uh, but then I, but then I started paying her, so that was better. <laughs> that that helps a lot, yeah. And she didn't have to be the artist for a mass. What turned into just a a much larger project than we'd initially intended <laughs> or, or or realized, really. So the uh, it, it occurs to me. Do I have that setting on my? I probably don't. Uh, which setting is it? Um, it's called Fading Embers. Uh, uh, it's my own. It's my own original D and D setting. <laughs> well, I've been I've been so impressed with the quality of the of all of the third party settings that have been coming out. Now it's just like, oh, there's another one to add to pull resources from and ideas from and uh, they've been such great resources so i'm excited to be going out getting this after we're done with this call <laughs> oh great <laughs> <laughs> um so that means you've got probably a lot going on because i'm sure like you said part-time so you've obviously got other things going on um how do you keep yourself organized with all that um a lot of uh a lot of Excel spreadsheets. <laughs> oh yeah, and like really, really uh, consistent, consistent structure for for file folders on the computer and file naming. Because uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of parts, and there's oh, yeah. there's so much that went into it that I I had no idea what I was getting into. <laughs> <laughs> you know, part of me, part like I, I thought. Well, okay, dream job, like taking taking my own. Thank you, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taking my own original setting and turning it into into an open gaming license content. Like, well, that's awesome. That's a that's a dream job. Um, and then tied tied up with it is a uh, uh, my nightmare job of a sales <laughs> and social media director. <laughs> right and then let alone you know writer and editor but then publicist and accountant and art director and layout yeah. person <laughs> it's uh yeah it it sometimes it's it's incredible to see um if you're not aware how much work goes into an indie project like this like you don't, yeah. as as a consumer, I don't think about it very much. I'm just like, man, it seems to really be taking them a while to get it. And then I realize that you know, there's probably three people, and each of them is doing six jobs. Yeah, especially the first time, you really just have mm-hmm. no idea what you're in for. <laughs> yeah, there's, things constantly come up. Um, and I did a very small first one. Um, yeah, it was 
just like fifteen hundred dollars, twenty five hundred dollars, maybe. It was for a, a, a setting primer. I treated it as sort of like a proof of concept. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it, where where I would show the setting, and I would, then I would give samples of the races and classes and spells mm-hmm. and and some sample adventures, um, and and so that was about that was only going to cost about thirty dollars, um, right? And that and all of, and, and the money was going to go to uh, some really nice pieces of artwork to run a full Kickstarter. There and, you go. And the setting map. Like the the things that would let me put together a good Kickstarter campaign to mm. to eventually produce the the three book set. Um, it ended up most of the setting guide, uh, most of the setting manual ended up being in the primer, and it was well over a hundred mm-hmm. pages. <laughs> <laughs> three books. Uh, wow, but, but, that's yeah. but that worked. And later, mm-hmm. the end of the year, uh, we we ran the. I ran the Kickstarter for the the full Fading Embers campaign set, mm-hmm. and uh, it was recently fulfilled, uh, like late winter. Uh, okay, the, just this last year, <laughs> all of the printed manuals went out. Yeah, it um, was great. <laughs> it was a big I, relief. I've, yeah, I've been uh, I've been watching um, some of the ones I support have been having supply chain problems. Um, with printing and things like that, uh, did did that? I'm gonna say that probably impacted fulfillment. Um, you know, not as much. Um, because I, I, uh, the it was the fulfillment was mostly through drive through RPG. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So that you know, that's that's the main marketplace for online role for role playing books online. Certainly digital. Mm-hmm. Um. And if you want to be able to use their print-on-demand service, uh, then then the product has to be uh, only for them. Okay. Uh, so it just seemed the easiest the easiest way to go. Um, and so most printed books uh, just went to the just went out to to all of, all of the backers, um, and that even that was you know the soft cover, hard, oh, hard yeah. cover, standard color or premium color. And with three different books, I had to set aside a whole lot of money for testing. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> How yeah, good yeah. were my layout skills and everything? <laughs> um, then I got to fulfill. Uh, we did some special box sets. Like I wanted the 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 13-year-old in me wanted to have his own Dungeons & Dragons box set. So <laughs> I, had, I had boxes made up. Uh, we got some some mm-hmm. uh, what turned out to be very unique dice from Die Hard uh, from Die Hard oh. dice, uh, and then uh, cloth cloth printed setting maps. And so, oh, know, that's so I, and, and yeah. so I was able to get everything sent to me, and then I packaged it and and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and sent it out to everybody, uh, and that was really cool. That's yeah, that's that's really cool. I, I now I'm now I'm sad I missed the Kickstarter because I I do love a good box set with with funsies in it. I mean, and I do have some leftovers. Oh well, <laughs> yeah, I ordered fifty um, of everything, and I think I have about about ten left. Yeah, I um I had uh, uh, sorry, we're going to tangent just a moment. I I had a chance. We had a chance to run um, severed books's. Um, uh, Lost Tomb of the Bitchin' Chimera um, on the Joko Cruise this year. 
Mm-hmm. And when the creator heard about it, he was just so excited. And it turns out he had uh, a box set yet. And so I was able to get a hold of one of those, uh, which was just like, you know, it's like, as a Dead Milkman fan, as a D&D fan, it's just like, this is like my <laughs> dream. So. <laughs> um, oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. We got Excel. We've got uh, a good consistent uh, structure for file folders. Um, calendars. Um, did you, did you like, did you use any, any, like physical or digital calendars when planning things out, or is it just like Excel, which is so um, much? You know, yeah, it's odd, but I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot of calendars. Mm-hmm. Um, confused my wife a little bit. You, uh, she's, yeah. she, she's an academic, so she's she's constantly. I mean, we're writing mm-hmm. and editing and rewriting. Like she's constantly yeah. doing that, but also for. Um, for experiments like scheduling mm-hmm. everything yeah. out and it turned out that between the two of us i was i am apparently much better at at uh realizing how long something's actually going to take me okay um yeah. and, and that stayed that way almost the whole time <laughs> almost yeah yeah no um it eventually it did eventually get away from me <laughs> <laughs> i i um yeah, no, when we did the, uh, when we were part of the Sofa Wolf Press Digger Kickstarter, um, I don't know if, uh, uh, years ago, um, God, it's been almost 10 years now. Um, it was, uh, just, yeah, the logistics around fulfillment was crazy. And I, yeah, Sofa Wolf had the spreadsheets of when things are supposed to arrive and coordinating. And I, I, I'll have to ask them if they used a calendar for any of that, or if it was just spreadsheet, spreadsheet, spreadsheet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Eventually, eventually the, the finishing out the game master's manual took, mm-hmm. took, took me much longer. It turned out I had a lot to say. Um, <laughs> and the, <laughs> well, the, 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 so the, the, the setting manuals about 88 pages, yeah, player's manuals about uh, hundred and thirty some pages, and yeah. then the game master's manual ended up being almost uh, two hundred and sixty pages. Uh, yeah, no, that 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 <laughs> sounds about right. Like I'm thinking about even the the official Watsy supplements, right? There's um, uh, what am I thinking of? Um, the uh, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, specifically. Oh had you know it was like here's the stuff like players need to know and it's you know really thin and then here's the stuff about the settings and it was a little thicker and then the rest of the book is like here's how to run a horror game here's what you do in <laughs> sessions you know it was like i'm like most of the book is gm resources and i am not sad about this um yeah yeah it was i was yeah. fun yeah, yeah. My, my 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 friends and players all told me that my bias was showing in the in the length of the books. <laughs> I but as a as as someone who was until recently the the eternal GM, I appreciate that sort of thing. Right? Any tools you can do to make my give me to make my job easier, excellent. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a fair there's a fair amount of advice for the setting and advice mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, came up with yeah. a little bit, a little bit of everything. Uh, it was basically like a DMG with the monsters manual, like yeah. chapter two. Yeah. 
and all the magical items right up front, uh, right where the players <laughs> want them, right where all the players want them to be, so that they can yeah. just get to that. Yeah. Ooh, let me start shopping now. You don't have enough money for any of that. No, no, uh, I, I'm planning ahead. I'm planning ahead. Okay, if you say so. Um, God, yeah, the, the sorry, the magic item section is like the, the Sears ca- uh, catalog we used to get every, like, October in the mail. And you'd sit there and you'd go immediately to the to the tool or to the toy section and you just sit there and start circling. Yeah, that's how I feel anytime I hit that magic item section. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was fun to make. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so, do you have any um, like we we've talked about tools? We've sort of talked about process. Do you have any any habits or other systems sort of going on that help with that? Um. Well, daily system. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my wife got me into using Habitica. Uh, oh which yeah, I, which, which I believe she got from you. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> and she <laughs> she she turned out she really needed me to join so that she could have a party and she could quest. <laughs> right, right. That is the that is the trick there. Yeah. Um, and so I like I just. Uh, so there is like a daily box to check for that's mm-hmm. just sort of did I do anything today at least <laughs> that that helps for this and it has to be separate than my from my normal game prep um right but right but on the but like the like the the what's it called on the far right just the to do's that mm-hmm. is where that's where I definitely uh put stuff for valiant fox gaming uh, right like just like whatever my current goal is up there, and right now I'm I'm in an in between Kickstarter's thing, so I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not super busy. I've been I've been lax lately, um, right? But it's but it's great to be able to just daily see those goals and remind yourself, mm-hmm. like, all right, that's what I'm working towards right now, and then I'll have um, I'll have different like I, I have an Excel sheet right now uh, that I was just working on, uh, or <laughs> I was just updating uh, earlier today. That, that, that's just what artwork do I need to build mm-hmm. the next Kickstarter page, which is just for an an adventure, right? Um, right. You know, and then and then a larger uh, Excel spreadsheet for like what is all of the art that I will want in that adventure. Okay. You know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so obviously there's a little bit of overlap. Um mm-hmm. but but making sure that everything's gonna be represented, um, mm-hmm. that you're uh accurately keeping track of what it of what it costs. You know, yeah, I started with yeah. I started with with uh money estimates for the prices of various things <laughs> and sometimes I was sometimes I was closer than others. Um you know, I was able to it's really nice after having done such a large one. Um, how many artists did I work with? I don't know. Uh, probably almost thirty different artists mm-hmm. um, for the for the for the manual, and so like you know, m- and and most were absolutely wonderful to work with, and I would yeah, like to work yeah. with them again. Um, and, and so it's neat to be able to then like you already know the people and you know how they work. Like, yeah. okay, this artist is a workhorse and they will churn out whatever I send their way versus mm-hmm. this artist takes a really long time. 
but they're but but it's so but it's such good quality it's worth it but then like planning it out for the whole for the whole thing you know you have to Mm -hmm. to figure out uh you know one one gets more and one gets less um yeah and then there's just so many good artists eventually eventually i found myself like oh well i have to well i have to squeeze in her i have to squeeze in them i need to give them something (laughs) Um, i think sometimes i wonder if that isn't why um sanguine who does iron claw um has a different set of artists on each like project kickstarter because that way i mean they have their their consistent artists that are always like you'll recognize the art in the book from the same artist mm-hmm. but th- there's always like a group that is like this is the the group that we're, we're we want to really have and pay extra for this one and it always seems to like be different it's it's almost like they're like we want to work with as many of these artists as we can get we just can't jam it all into one kickstarter <laughs> yeah no i definitely find myself find myself doing that mm-hmm like having having done the 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 whole campaign set uh mm-hmm. the next thing to do is obviously get uh create uh mod like adventure modules and campaign yeah, yeah, modules yeah. um so i'm i'm going to do at least uh at least two standalone adventure modules before doing a whole campaign one but right um you know, i focus on a, uh, on a on a few different broad categories of of creatures and fading embers and two mm-hmm. of the biggest are the fey and undead um and most of the fey module Ooh. is actually is actually written but like i'll be scrolling through twitter and most of my least at least two-thirds to three-quarters of my twitter feed is just artists you know and i'll <laughs> and i'll so i'll see someone's art and go oh my god that's gorgeous like they would be so good for the fey module let me let yeah. me click click further and see if I can find a, a price sheet to see if I can afford them or not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like but but the the different lists of like for the Fey module versus the undead module, yeah, uh, for the most part, very different, very different lists. Like there's there's certainly yeah, people I've yeah. worked with who will be on both, but mm-hmm. but yeah, like you know some some people's style just naturally goes goes one. One direction naturally works with uh, with different themes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Now I have to know, uh, Faye, Undead. What what other themes are you thinking about for adventure modules? Because now, like, oh. my GM wheels are turning. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> the Faye, Undead, and Aberrations are oh. are the big three, mm. and then Lycanthropes uh, as well. I had started with lycanthropes more than undead, but I, I as I developed, uh, as I developed the setting a little bit more naturally, I realized mm-hmm. that the 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 D and D metaphysics of of how and why things are the way they are, uh, yeah, yeah, made a really weird, made for a really abnormal afterlife, uh, and thought, and, and my players and I all realized, like, whoa, okay, this 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 world might be haunted as fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's so much more. There's so much more to, to work with. And so like mm-hmm. tropes slow, slowly took a little bit more of a backseat. Um, yeah. Uh, plus I, I like having played like werewolf, the apocalypse back in the day when it was like second edition, um, mm-hmm. 
you know, having played D&D since first edition, it's, you know, the rules around it, uh, you know, it's, it, it's an interesting thing because they're, most of it's just like, oh, you run into a werewolf, you run into a were whatever, or your character is cursed with. And, and so uh, more in depth would just be like awesome. That seems like one of the few horror tropes that was skipped or not included in Van Richten's. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the fifth edition Van Richten's. Um, okay, but I have all of the. I have the second edition Van Richten guides. <laughs> but, but but those were all very specific. It was Van Richten's guide yeah. to vampires, guide to lycanthropes, mm-hmm. and so on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In my setting, uh, one of the playable races uh, we call it lichen blooded, uh, and it just means that like your par- one of your parents or grandparents was an infected lycanthrope at some point. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and, th- and that it manifests in you, and so it's sort of like getting to be like a half where fill in the blank. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and so, and so people really, people have really enjoyed that one. That one was, yeah, that one was was nice and popular. That one looks like yeah. That sounds like it would be a lot of fun. Um, and then, and then to help the game master and and the players. Um, came up with rules for if you are infected with 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 whatever form of lycanthropy uh Mm -hmm. here's like three stages learning to control the the like (laughs) the curse over time um you know and, and like once you once you lock in the mechanics on the first tier then that one's set and then you move on to the second tier right right and and so on and somebody did, but one of my best friends got, one of his characters got infected. And so he's, he's trying, it's not working out very well, but <laughs> that's, that's how it works sometimes, right? The, the character growth is, is often we're trying, but sometimes good, sometimes maybe not so much. Um, wow. This is so cool. Um, and it's like, I kind of want to keep going on this one, but I also kind of want to get, I know we've got, you know, we, we have to get to the next question. I could geek out about this all day. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's get back on track. Get yourself back on track, Kevin. Back on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what does a typical day look like? And, uh, and how do you decide what to do first? I mean, you're independent, right? So you have to be sort of self-driven, yep. unlike the rest of us. Um yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a little I'm the president of a little S corp technically, but right, it's just right. but it's just me. Um, yeah. yeah. So whatever whatever I have up as a to do list yeah. on uh, on Habitica, like that's the goal to work towards. Um, so right, right. Actually, right now, let me see. Um, Oh hey, completing completing the sourwood budget. That's pretty close. Um, <laughs> Trouble in the sourwood is that's the title of the first adventure right, right. Uh, supplement. Um, and then uh, complete sourwood write up complete. I'm nowhere mm-hmm. near on that. <laughs> and actually, I probably should add up soon. Uh, build the actually building the Kickstarter page because uh, most of the artwork that I've that I that I've I've commissioned for it is is coming through or is currently being worked on so that's something yeah. I, could, I could start working on in the future uh hopefully the near future <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the episode schedule i'm going i i, I hope 
that like this doesn't come out after the Kickstarter starts and ends. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, uh, no, no chance of that. <laughs> okay. yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll be this fall. Probably, probably not. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to build. Uh, I really need to build out my email list. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. There, a lot of people don't think about all the logis- that logistics that actually go into like successful Kickstarters as well. There's you yeah. know all the books and things, but it's still like until you do it, you don't know. Yeah, and it's scary. <laughs> it's, it's it's definitely scary. Like it was yeah. scary the first time, and that had a and that had a relatively small mm-hmm. goal, uh, and then the second time it was. I had a massive goal, um, and I and I ran I ran each Kickstarter for uh, one full calendar month. Yeah, uh, yeah. to to, to, to in an attempt to make it easy for people. And the mid and the middle weeks of the month are just brutal. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, <laughs> the I. Wedding. Yeah, there's a there's a whole like uh, talking to people who have done Kickstarter successful Kickstarters. They're like, yes, there's the the mid campaign lull and it's natural and it will drive you insane um but there's the the first day rush and then there's that last week rush um but somewhere in the middle it's like you know you're you're just sort of drifting and it's quiet and you're not sure what's happening anymore yeah and you want to keep driving traffic there Mm -hmm. but you've probably already done all of the things that you had thought up as possibilities (laughs) yeah yeah to drive the traffic um yeah and so i'm i'm hoping in the future to work with a company like backer kit Mm -hmm. uh where they uh have their own have their own formula of Mm -hmm. of of ads and the ratio of for spending and they know they know they know what they're doing they'll make fulfillment much easier oh yeah yeah um Uh, Recording I, and, like keeping track of just of just the information of your backers, because um, mm-hmm. there there is a report uh, that you can download from Kickstarter, um, but it it's basically just a really complicated looking uh, Excel file. Yep, I am I'm familiar with that file because, and I'm sure it's changed since then because I I helped parse out the one for the first dig, uh, digger Kickstarter. Um, to, to help out the uh, the Sofa Wolf guys. Um, and since the second Digger Kickstarter, which launched today, um, oh. is being handled by someone else, we're just like, they're fulfilling it. They're doing all of that work. They are the professionals in this. Uh, Ursula just has to sign a crap load of things for them. So... <laughs> <laughs> good problems um, yeah exactly um yeah uh, but i was uh, i was gonna say um i did mention sanguine and iron claw um norman rafferty over at sanguine has done many small successful indie game kickstarters so it may be worth talking to him i've been meaning to get him on the show for like a year and a half now um uh but uh, yeah email rafferty and tell him i sent you um because he is, I, I, I want to say, the master at, like, he does panels on this sort of thing at conventions. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's 
Kickstarters are scary. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the middle and and it turns out that um Kickstarters for tabletop role playing games specifically actually are are some of the less scary uh ones that I I went to something so like a virtual conference that Backer Kid mm-hmm. did when during the first long quarantine. Um, right. Yeah, and it turned out that they actually like my my niche funds at a far greater greater rate than than mm-hmm. the average Kickstarter. Um, yeah, but but I mean, there's still lots of competition. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, uh, Foxloft, um, Foxloft is in Cova. Uh, Foxloft Farms and Foxloft. I think it's technically Foxloft Raptor Rescue now. Um, in addition, uh, but does an annual Kickstarter for pins and just the work that she and her husband and have to put in to yeah, drive the traffic, get it fulfilled is just amazing. Um, uh, and then also the, you know, the books they've done um, for our travels have just been, you know, I, I know way more about it than I ever wanted to. And I'm just like, I am so glad there are people who are really good at this because that means I don't have to be. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, For sure. But yeah. yeah, I'm sure every time I do a Kickstarter, I'll learn, I'll mm-hmm. learn something new. You know, I used um, for the, 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 for the setting primer, the very first mm-hmm. thing I used a, a free program called Scribus for the layout. Oh, um, I loved it. Yeah, I know that it. was, yep. and that was neat. Um, getting it to convert to a good like print on demand was mm. uh, nightmarish. So, the, <laughs> so, so, the, <laughs> so then I had to set aside some money for I need. I'm going to get Adobe InDesign and learn how to use Adobe InDesign. Yeah, and it was. So much easier until I started doing the proofs uh, yep. for for the printed version, and then why is all the artwork so dark? Now I need to get Adobe <laughs> Adobe Photoshop and right. lear- learn other things. And at at which point, uh, thank God, uh, my wife Brooke told me like start. Like start bookmarking pages that you're going to mm-hmm. for help. Start yep. taking start taking notes mm-hmm. so that future John is not angry and despondent. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's something you're using that we didn't we didn't talk about. Are these paper notes? Are you capturing them into a digital notebook of some uh, sort? For the most part, uh, just paper notes. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I have switched over to like a clipboard system from a, mm-hmm. a notebook. Um, right. Ju- just over time, like I would run all my games out of a notebook, but I, I moved uh, to Cleveland, Ohio in 2014 away from my East coast uh, people. Yeah, yeah. And so I started running online on roll 20 um, yep. and have s- since realized, well, this notebook, I don't need this notebook anymore, but I need, mm-hmm. but now I need a clipboard. And then a clipboard for right. the other project and the other <laughs> like clipboard for the current game and the backup game and for yep. Valiant Fox and for whatever Valiant Fox's current thing is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll keep paper notes uh, and then specifically uh, when going into to Photoshop to get 
uh, up the brightness level and the color saturation. Mm -hmm. And for some artists artwork, I had to up it a whole lot more than for others so that they would all print the right way. And uh, I, Mm -hmm. I was very careful. I was very keen to taking notes on, on that uh, to make that easier in the future. Because uh, the yeah. art is so good, you want it. You want it to print fine, uh, and it printed. Oh, yeah. great, it printed great in premium color, but in standard color, it needed a little more. Uh, needed a little more finesse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am uh, familiar with those concerns. But yeah, for every, mm-hmm. but for all the all the different software, um, when I would mm-hmm. have a, a, a problem or an issue that I really needed to look into, uh, I started bookmarking things. Mm-hmm. Because inevitably it would ha- like it would happen again. However, many months later, when I go right. back to something to lay out, ah, how did I do that thing? It was so easy to remember when I did it every day for a month. <laughs> yeah, and here's hoping they don't change the permanent link structure on you or underneath <laughs> you. <laughs> uh, well, there's always Google. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right back to it eventually. Yeah. Um, so, um, back to like, what does a typical day look like? All right. Uh, do you have like a morning routine? Do you have an evening routine? Do you, you know, have time set aside for, you know, spending time with your wife who is apparently, you know, a listener and, uh, hi, nice to, nice to know you. Yeah. Tell her I said, hi, I've no idea. <laughs> uh, I don't know if her episode aired yet. Um, Dr. Brooke McNamara. Um, funny story. That's, um, okay. For the day we were recording, um, stop that Siri, uh, for, for the day we're actually recording this, um, it will be tomorrow. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. Uh, great timing on that. Yeah. Um, well then say hi to Brooke for me. Um, <laughs> I, I will. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I schedule really. I, I just find I just find some time in the day usually mm. to 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 fit it in. Uh, right. You know, often, often after breakfast and taking care of pets and and whatnot. Right. Uh, you know, check emails, take care of take care of the daily stuff, and then try to try to fit in an hour. Yeah. Know, if yeah. I'm if I'm doing a lot if I'm doing a lot of typing. Uh, yeah, which which I used to, but uh, I will I will get back to it. <laughs> yes, soon. Hopefully, this will help me. Hold on, now I'm now I'm flipping back through my notes because I wanted to check something. Uh, because you mentioned pets, um, is uh, was it you folks who do the agility? Uh, or yeah, no? yes, it okay, is. Okay, yes. Ha. Yep, dog agility. We've mm-hmm. been doing a little bit more. We've been doing it a little bit more recently. Yeah. So that can be time consuming on the weekends for the most part. Yeah. But the, the, I I mean, it gets you out of the house, which these days is just sort of like, you know, always a good thing. Um, (laughs) it is, it really is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm at the point now where I'm excited to go to a doctor's appointment because it just gets me out of the house for a little bit. Um, (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Um, all right. 
Uh, squeeze in time. So you, you basically, your, your day is get up, take care of yourself a little bit, take care of the animals, and then you can just grind on it if that's what you want to do. It's game yeah. prep or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back, yeah, like in the the fall, uh, like late fall, I like took about a month of just constant grinding to, mm-hmm. to finish up the game master's manual both for right, writing right. the advice parts and for doing the the actual layout in in indesign um hello orange yeah and, and that was that was mm-hmm. like that was a full-time job that month for sure yeah, yeah. um and other things fell by the wayside uh mm-hmm. so now yeah now i can i can balance there's always things to do around the house uh, mm-hmm. things, things that I need to that I need to take care of, but there's but there's plenty of time. There's plenty of time in most days, uh, yeah, to, to be yeah. sure that I'm working on on something uh, to move forward with the next goal, whatever that whatever whatever that happens to be. Yeah, and there's right, right it's now, always the adventure, and then mm-hmm. uh, the artwork for the next Kickstarter page. Yeah, and it's it's always good to have that like you're stuck, you're grinding, you're, you're just can't get through. And you know what? Maybe I'll just do some laundry, you know, maybe I'll yeah. take care of the dishes, you know, a nice, simple, finite task that has a start, a finish and an end. And you can see it's done. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's really important for some people, <laughs> Yeah, like, especially for, especially for my wife, Brooke. In, mm-hmm. in academia, there's there's very little, there's very few times when uh, something is clearly finished and it's time to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's something we've learned to 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 jump on, like when that when it's when it's obvious there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so hey, thinking about uh, uh, little things to celebrate, as it were. Um, let's. Uh, are you ready for the fun questions? Okay. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the first one is actually, uh, what advice, um, what's the best advice you've received and, or in addition to, uh, the best advice you would give somebody else? Um, for Kickstarters, uh, mm-hmm. budgeting for all of the extra costs, that oh yeah. You're just not thinking about. Um and I'm pretty sure the like the the resources on just on Kickstarter, the public resources ta- say mm-hmm. like come up with your budget and then add another 10% on top of that. Um Yep. And it's for stuff like software. Mm-hmm. Like hey, you know, you don't get to we don't get to purchase Adobe anymore. We only rent uh all of our software now. Uh oh, and yeah. that's and that's paid monthly Mm -hmm. Um, and so if things are taking you longer you're going to be you're going to end up spending like a lot longer on it printing Mm -hmm. costs and printing costs and shipping costs yeah if if your kickstarter involves that those change all the time oh yeah so like i mean so yeah so if you're going to be paying for the printing and the shipping the shipping especially Mm -hmm. like is is going to be is going to be rough uh yeah. to to predict so you god you just need you just need to pad that budget yeah a lot, um, or you'll be like me and then you you're dumping your own money into it 
that happened with the first Digger Kickstarter. They, uh, the shipping rates changed between collection of money and actually shipping. It wasn't so, it, not domestically, but internationally. Yep. And so, yeah. so everybody, so everybody paid in already and they thought it, mm-hmm. and they thought they were done. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. Yep. It's hard, hard to then go back to everybody and be like, I need eight more dollars from everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I do like how Backerkit does it now in that there is like a we are going to lock things down and collect your shipping funds. And that gives everyone time in case the shipping fees change. Yeah, that's Uh, nice. Um, Any other general advice, uh, not just Kickstarter (sighs) advice you might want to throw out there or wish you had been told? (laughs) Oh, Gosh, I don't know what I wish I had been told. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I didn't go. I didn't go seeking uh, advice as much as much as I should. So maybe okay. that's something. <laughs> Is don't just ask for advice from one from one person. Find find uh, multiple people who have done the thing before before you go to do whatever yeah. your thing is. Um, and it. it, it you can never know too many people in your field. Right. The more, oh, the more, yeah. the merrier <laughs> always. Uh, no, that's, that's, uh, that's very true. I mean, and that, that applies to like my day job, site reliability engineer, right. Um, or podcasting or, uh, frankly, just, you know, checking out and finding out about raising chickens from the community has, is, is much has been like a big, a big thing versus just like, well, I've read a book on how, how to keep chickens. Let's do it now. Right. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot. Of, yeah. I imagine there's going to be a lot of daily things not covered mm-hmm. uh, in the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe just, or maybe covered, but not in the detail that you desperately need in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that, but that applies to like everything, right. Um, as uh, in, in my day job there, are, you know, it's like, here are your job duties, but that, is very broad and it doesn't talk about how, you know, day to day you'll be doing X, Y, and Z that is actually part of the big thing, but they don't, you don't enumerate out the little things you have to do. Right. So, okay. Are you ready for the sad, but easy question? All right. Um, How do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Um, well, I'm I'm very fortunate since this is a, a, a mm. part-time <laughs> venture. Really, <laughs> is that I, I haven't I haven't really had uh, a lot of failure yet. It's just sort of right, like right, right. the that the slow sense of failure when your Kickstarter is entering week four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and um, I don't know. Um, I mean, when I miss a goal, I've certainly mm-hmm. missed goals. Um, yeah, 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 and yeah, and then that's okay. It's it's time to recalibrate. I come like I knew that I would be falling behind in my goal because we were moving mm-hmm. houses. I didn't think I would fall oh, yeah. behind quite uh, <laughs> quite as far. So, like, mm-hmm. l- let me sit down and recalendar this and what what is a mm-hmm. realistic. 
uh, expectation mm-hmm. for whatever the next goal is. Uh, right. And then to, to communicate that uh, in Kickstarter, doing a project update to let everybody know, you know, that, that, that you're working and what to expect, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that you didn't take their money for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they yeah. are, gonna, and that they are going to get the thing that they wanted. Uh, yeah, and yeah, to, to not no, there's no there there should be no no man behind the curtain, right? Like right, right, really right. really going on. Uh, and as I, I as as someone who's supported several Kickstarters, I, I really do appreciate when like um, uh, I I supported um, Howard Taylor's XDM two. Um, which is almost done, right? But they, they, they set up a regular cadence of like every two weeks, here's the progress update. Here's how many pages, here's what's under process. Here's what, you know, Howard's been doing, Tracy Hickman's been doing, what Sandra's been doing is sort of the, the manager of the whole kit. Right. Um, which was, which was, you know, I, as, as the consumer, I really appreciate that. I also understand how much work has to go into just that sort of regular communication, but it's so important. Yeah, it's it's so important. Yeah, yeah, and 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 then even to let them know uh, mm-hmm. that it's like, well, the 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 first uh, the the first printing proof for standard color book. I started with the mm-hmm. smallest of the books because it would cost the least oh, amount yeah. to to print. But like, well, it didn't go well. Okay, well, then the next. So, so I'm gonna have like I'm gonna have to do it again. The print mm-hmm. times are this long right now. The shipping time is this long. Yeah. And if I and if I nailed it, then I can just order the next ones mm-hmm. and it'll be fine. But if I don't nail it and I need a third time, yeah, just just letting people oh, yeah. know. Like I don't know how much time, but when I do know how much time, you will know how much time. There was, yeah, I forget which one that there was a whole thing about. Yeah, it's literally on the boat and we are waiting for it to arrive. And until they can unload the boat, because, you know, there's the whole shipping delay thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, until until we can start unloading the boat, we can't really tell you anything. Um, <sighs> until the Suez Canal you know, is no longer blocked. <laughs> uh, or, you know, uh, or there's no two-week... I th- at last last time I talked to someone about it, it was a two week delay minimum at like LA or uh, the Deepwater oh, wow. Ports in Los Angeles or San Francisco. So yeah, it's like you know, we'll, we will we will tell you when it's off the boat and actually moving towards the warehouse. I think that was the uh, the gloomier Kickstarter where they were like, nothing we can do. It's sitting on a boat waiting to be unloaded. <laughs> yeah. But hearing that, like at least getting that email that said, here's the status, we know where it is, we're just stuck, um, still is like much better than, you know, crickets. Yeah, yeah, much, oh. much, much better. Maybe uh-huh. maybe one person will be unhappy and, and leave an angry comment, but everyone who is silent on it probably really yeah. appreciates the update. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. And uh, there's one I'm, I'm I, I supported in 2020 that is almost done getting the production proofs of uh, it's the Pixel Dice. I don't know if you saw those. Oh, the LED Bluetooth. You roll them, and it will show up on your your phone or on your 
virtual tabletop. Um, <laughs> I That's mean, cool. they are cool. They're all out, but man, watching the R and D process, I, if, if they hadn't been so transparent with, okay, here are the challenges we're having with the engineering. Here's the challenges we're having folding a PCP, uh, PCP, you know, but a, <laughs> a little tiny, um, you know, the, the silicon board into a D eight so that it still maintains connections and lights like, okay, I understand your delays. I'm not Ooh. angry. I'm fascinated now with the technology involved. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think some of my players might, might want that if they, if they don't, if they don't trust the random number generator on rule 20. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fascinating technology. This is the second generation. The first was a working prototype from that they kickstarted, and now they're doing like massive production runs. I'm so excited about these. But on the other hand, it's wow. like they said, you know, it's going to be two or three years on fulfillment. You know, and and so it's been really important for nice. them to maintain the communications because if they didn't, we'd be like, all right, your two years are up. Where is it? And and what a perfect time to start a project like that right when everybody yeah. right when everybody had to stay inside and start gaming <laughs> on in gaming online <laughs> yeah and it's not going away I, I i mean our game's been online for years and years using different tools um <laughs> open rpg which did its job until it wasn't supported by python anymore um <laughs> and then you know roll 20 and now foundry but like yeah no watching the the tools develop to match the needs of the the players has been fantastic yeah that's um, really neat yeah yeah I, I had to completely i had to relearn how to game prep <laughs> switching yeah. to online cuz you have to, you have to do it twice like cuz it's if it's if it's online well there there, there are tokens and there's art packs mm-hmm. for the maps and macros to to be copy pasted and altered for the monster and everything oh like, wait you actually write macros for your monsters <laughs> <laughs> well only only once i've copied them from someone else right right yeah <laughs> the 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 very initial ones mm-hmm. <laughs> very basic macros <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah it's one thing i i have liked about foundry is uh, foundry at least makes it really easy to copy in a resource and then modify it, uh, customize it for your own thing. And then it's, you know, click the button and oh, look, it just clawed you three times. Oh no. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm a big proponent since I switched to foundry. I'm, I'm like the, you know, the person who just took up running and thought it, think it's the greatest thing yet. Now for me, it's foundry VTT. I apologize for that. I apologize. <laughs> well, that's cool. I, I will have to check that out. Yeah. Um, Foundry VTT. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Other side of the coin. Um, do you celebrate your successes? And if so, hard. This is the difficult but happy question. <laughs> uh, I definitely do celebrate my successes. Yeah. Uh, whether uh, for for the Kickstarter stuff, probably probably I celebrate the successes twice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> celebrate at home with my wife. Make a make a good meal. Open a nice bottle of wine, uh, and then whatever, whenever my game night, it mm-hmm. whenever my next game night is with my friends, 
to to celebrate with them. Um, they've they've really enjoyed the whole ride as well. Uh, you know, they all have like there's artwork in the books of many of their characters <laughs> as, <laughs> as NPCs. Um, yeah, and so they have like tokens of their characters now for their characters. <laughs> <laughs> what and and that that is a long standing tradition. In, in Dungeons and Dragons. Like, I didn't realize this until recently, but like Bigsby, Mordecai, all of those, you know, the the, the oh, yeah. names we've used for years were all the players in like Gygax's campaign. So That's it's like, right? yeah. Yeah. Like, I, learning I did that, do a little oh, bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's Kif Laris's something or other, like a couple of times. That was one of the. The, one of my friends who played the wizard. Oh, there <laughs> like, you go. Yeah, wanted yeah. to make up his spells. It was like, well, this is this is a trope that's yeah needs to be yeah. respected. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, so but you're not. It's not like all right, we funded everything's great. Uh, you get everybody gets advantage on their rolls this session. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but they just you know they 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 enjoy the success. We've all, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, role playing games is it's such a it's a collective it's a collective endeavor, uh, yeah. and and so world building uh, was collective was collective as well. You know, they were all play testers. Some of them are are listed as contributors uh, because mm-hmm. they because they helped flesh out whole areas. You know, uh, oh yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's it's been really it's been really special. Yeah, there was even uh, I don't know if you saw this one. There was even an article in the New York Times last week about using tabletop role playing games to fulfill your socialization needs during all of this. He says, waving <laughs> his hands in the air. Um, which you're right. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's it's a very collaborative, very social thing. Um, so being able to celebrate with the people who inspired you, like literally, and who encouraged you all, you know, all that time, that's, you know, that's gotta be the greatest thing in the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Especially when, you know, when, when, when they eventually got the, the full, the PDFs and the printed books Mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. Like everyone really, everyone really enjoyed that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right. So before we get to links, um, that's that's all the the important questions, right? Um, before we get to links, um, uh, as we spoke about before, and as everybody who's listening knows, we don't need money. We're good, right? We we don't need people to give to our to Ursula's Patreon or my Kofi or anything like that. Uh, what we want them to do is give their money to people who need it way more than we do. Um, and so do you have a charity our listeners should be giving their money to instead of to us? All right. Um, it's called Jasper's Game Day. Uh, okay. Jasper's with a J. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a charity that uh, is a suicide awareness and prevention, Ooh. specifically uh, in the world of gamers. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Uh, so jaspersgameday.com. Uh mm-hmm. you can definitely find them on you can definitely find them on Twitter as well. Yeah. Uh Jasper uh is a, a friend of the the founder. 
uh, mm-hmm. who who killed himself. Um, right, and they they sponsor and they they run uh, online mm. online gaming conventions. They bring in guest uh, game masters from Twitch and conventions. Wow, um, yeah, and I believe I believe they're always online. They might they mm-hmm. might have switched. They, they might be. They they have grown in recent years uh, quite mm-hmm. a bit, so I don't know if they'll always be be online or not. Yeah, uh, but suicide prevention always worthy cause. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's a great one, and I I have I never have any problems supporting charities, but this one I almost I feel like I want to enthusiastically endorse. So um, now I have to go read up on them. Yeah, to be sure. Yeah, I. I <laughs> Found out about them on on via my Twitter feed when I was uh ver- like somewhere I think in between the two Kickstarters and mm-hmm. immediately was like you know what what's the minimum to sponsor can I afford to sponsor like something in the next in the next event because yeah. because yeah I just I feel that uh, oh yeah I feel that need mm-hmm. no oh no I totally agree so how do we support you where do we find you online. Uh, valiantfoxgaming.com uh, it, there are links to uh, links to all of my things uh, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a product section uh, where it links to uh, to the relevant pages drive through RPG um, and uh, recently on roll 20 as well in the marketplace uh, for for digital tokens. Uh, for mm-hmm. characters and NPCs, uh, and most importantly for for me, uh, currently uh, there's a big button that says "Coming Soon" by Trouble in the Sourwood, <laughs> and it goes to my landing page on Mailchimp. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, with the with the cover art for the upcoming adventure. Uh, and a place to collect people's emails. Uh, and if you join the email list there. Uh, mm-hmm. th- then it will also give you uh, a special discount code for drive-through. Uh, oh, hey! For for extra money off of the PDF bundle of all three manuals. Uh, so it's already discounted into a bundle, and this right. takes takes even more money off of it. Um, wow! But also on the page, there's a resources mm-hmm. section for game masters and for players, where there's a bun- there's several uh, brief PDFs. Uh, mm-hmm, to help mm-hmm. people start out to like start out ma- making their characters to help develop them to help game masters run in the setting uh and yeah. there is an artist's gallery uh Ooh. where every single artist who's worked with me is represented there and their name button uh will take you to uh to their their preferred website uh for 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 their own professions that's like the best Right, the the whole I get to browse art, um, I get to uh, uh, sign up for a di- and get a discount, like bonus, golden, right? <laughs> yeah, I oh god, I love the artist gallery. It's great yeah. fun every once in a while to uh, you know just cycle through some of their mm-hmm. some of their some of their work. Oh yeah. Oh, like, yeah. oh, I really want to switch it out to this other picture that I like. <laughs> yeah, that's the nice thing you can do. Those if you've got multiples, you can do the the banner rotation. We had to set that up for Ursula's website, and like at first it was a pain, but now it's just like, yeah, this is actually kind of cool. 
So yeah, I want to show the other one too. It was so mm -hmm. good. People should be able to see it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, thank you so much. This has been absolutely too much fun, John. Really. <laughs> well, um, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, when uh, when the next one uh, is ready, give me a shout. Uh, or after the next one's done, or if something changes, we can uh, you know give me a shout. And we'll do it again. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, on that note, for the people at home, we will be right back after this. First of all, I want to thank uh, John for coming on the show. It was so much fun, and I have so many really cool things to like explore and muck about with uh, from his world and the games and all that stuff. I'm really excited, very excited, um, and uh, it was really cool to have you know Brooke uh, and then John on the show. So hey, awesome. They're, they're a, a dangerous duo, I think, um, when they're not doing, you know, dog agility or, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, they may be dangerous doing dog agility, too. I don't know. I have not seen them, but they enjoy it, and that's what's important. Absolutely. All right. Are you ready for a word? Bring it on. All right. Our word this week is Valiant Fox uh, for the name of the company, Valiant Fox Gaming. And you can take that, and uh, it's Valiant, V-A-L-I-A-N-T-F-O-X. Type that in on ProductivityAlphany.com, where it says Enter Badge Code, and voila, you'll receive a badge. And since I haven't done it yet, I'm going to predict it's cool badge. I think all my badges are cool. I haven't made any lame ones, but, you know, I'm having fun with that. Um, so, yeah, there we are. Um, Valiant Fox is our word this week. And while you're there at ProductivityAlchemy.com, you can find out what badges are. You can find out about, um, you know, how to get them, how to, you know, what you can do with them, and look at all of the pretty badges that other people have. Uh, because every badge I let, I have it set up so that it will show you the people who have earned it. Dun, dun, dun. So I Ooh. think that's cool. And then... The other things you can do there is you can look at back past episodes, all the show notes, all the links, um, and, you know, you can search for guests. You know, there's all kinds of stuff there. And there's also a button there that says support. Please do not click that button. Yeah, we, we don't need it. Um, I mean, that's there's stuff there, but we would rather you give your money to people who need it way more than us. And uh, are you curious about who that is this week? Tell me. Tell me who it is. It is jaspersgameday.com, uh, founded by uh, the friends uh, of, or the friend of two gamers who uh, unfortunately 
um, took their own lives. And so this is for, and they've been raising money to raise awareness and uh, work with suicide prevention organizations. Um, And so they have so many things going on um, that it's just, you know, it's just really cool. So go there, scroll to the bottom, click that donate button. Right. That sounds pretty awesome. You know, they even show you like, here's your donations at work on their webpage. They will show you how much they've earned and where they're sending the money, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Very few places are like, oh, yes, this is how much we earned in 2021. And here's where we sent all of it. Um, I think that's huge and important for more organizations to do. So, yeah. Transparency is good. Transparency is amazing. Um, and then that's it for this week. So uh, I'm going to, I guess, finish this episode, and then I'm going to go upstairs and flump on the couch. I'm going to go upstairs and see if I get another game-breaking bug in Cult of the Lamb, and if I do, it's adorable and it's everything I want in a game, and it is unplayable until it is patched. Which is, you know... That's that's the way it, uh, the cookies crumble sometimes, you know? I'm just hoping the game developers are productive. Yes, yes. And normally I say that, that productivity is whatever you need to do, but in this case, you need to fix the bugs. Damn it. Come on, please. I'm begging you. You made something adorable. It's blasphemous and cute. So on that note, folks, uh, go out there and do your best to um, stay productive, no matter what that looks like. And fix my bugs. They don't have to fix your bugs.